0: Escobar on the beat legend talks I King legend talks I ready yo 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 King legend talks I
1: hey my brother what's going on man hey welcome to king Legend talks man it's an honor to have you
2: i uh, appreciate you appreciate you for having me man
1: my pleasure how you been making it through uh COVID 19 you and your family man we've been blessed man we've been blessed honestly like i can't I can't really
2: complain um you know just been staying prayed up and, and pushing forward encouraging people as much as possible every single day you know not
1: really letting it affect us Absolutely, that's what I like to hear, man. The good, positive vibes, positive energy. We like yeah, to keep that. We like to keep that sort of thing going, man. All twenty twenty one.
2: Absolutely, man. It's, it's it's necessary out here, man. It's necessary. People need uh, encouragement every day. They need that that uh, that love, and they they got to get it from somewhere, you know. Especially depending on what type of environment they live in, um, things can be shaky. So mentally. You know, it's our duty to make sure everybody is straight, you know, up here first. Absolutely.
1: Man, I I ran across your story on Instagram, brother, and I was like, man, this guy got an incredible story to tell. I got to reach out to him to let the people know what's going on, man. So for all my my listeners listening on iHeartRadio, I want you to do me a favor. Go ahead and tell them a little bit about yourself as far as your background, things of that nature.
2: Yeah, well, I'm originally uh my trade is in dance. Like I'm a, am a real I'm a real dancer like you know some people make some people dance on Instagram and TikTok but I really I really you do dance. It. You do it for real. <laughs> you ain't just doing yeah, yeah, it for yeah. no viral. <laughs> nah, yeah yeah yeah. It's a it's a actual like my profession. Um yeah. what I've been doing for the last 17, 18 years um teaching in in, in dance studios traveling across the world, Tokyo, Italy, Bulgaria, um LA You know, across America, teaching and dancing, performing for for many, many years. And from there, my son Christian. um, You know, my family we uh, we we actually owned a dance studio uh, Mm -hmm. called the Level Dance Complex um, from 2016 into 2019 um, until I shut it down. Yeah, so that's kind of like how. You know, everything, you know, started with, with us
1: and, until Christian actually got diagnosed, um, you know, with leukemia. Wow. And tell us, how, how was that news for you, man, when you first found out, that news out, you know, the information? Yeah,
2: yeah it was, um, if I'm being quite honest, I, I didn't really expect him to, to get leukemia or anything like that. Um, Christian was born with a rare uh, blood disorder. He was also born with Down syndrome. Um, the medical term for it is called trisomy 21. Mm-hmm. So basically, for those that don't know what trisomy 21 is, it basically means that Christian has 47 chromosomes instead of 46 chromosomes like your average human being does, right? Mm-hmm. So the 21st chromosome has three copies of the same chromosome gene, right? Instead wow. of, normally you get like a, a one from mom, one from dad, right? So that makes up, you get 23 from mom, 23 from dad, that makes up your 46. But somewhere along the line, when Christian was being conceived, you know, me and my wife, we just doing a little extra. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. that's, that's basically all that meant. Um, and, yeah, so his 21st chromosome is, uh, you know, he has three copies of that gene. And, and basically when he got diagnosed with leukemia, we, we didn't expect it. We didn't see it coming. The rare blood disorder that he had um, had in the hospital, in and out, you know, every week, at least twice a week, you know, getting blood drawn, just keeping keeping him uh, watching his blood, watching his blood count, his, his platelets and things in that nature and um, it actually uh you know became our new normal to mm-hmm. take him to the hospital. We knew nothing about Down syndrome. we knew nothing about um you know trisomy twenty one or anything like that. We were just you know happy that we had another son. We got four kids he's our youngest okay. and um so yeah we we ended up finding out that he had leukemia from uh these rare Fevers that he had. Like they were like fevers that were back to back to back. Like it was just like not your regular uh teething fever, not your regular baby fever. Um, yeah. and when we found that out, uh, we thought that we were just going to the hospital just to get him checked up for about forty five minutes, you know, like his other appointments, but for mm-hmm. forty five minutes actually turned into thirty two days straight in the hospital for round one. Wow. Yeah. I know that so, was a lot
1: to deal with. Thirty two days straight.
2: Oh. Yeah, thirty two days straight. Like not a game. Like we didn't even expect like, you know, like your life just shifts just like that. Like everything mm-hmm. just, just changed. And, um, we didn't expect that to happen. We had to shut down our dance studio. We had to, um, get our other kids situated and put them in a different situation because I had to be at the hospital with my son, me and my wife. And it wasn't the, the best, uh, scenario that we, you know, that we were in, but we, yeah. you know, we with a strong support system, our faith in God, um, Everything started to move, um, not as fast as we
1: wanted, but it was moving and he was he's still alive today. So yeah, absolutely I'm so happy that he's still alive, you know. That's that's a big yeah. deal. Yeah. yeah. Um so let's talk about some of the things that were going through your mind while yeah. during those thirty two days when he's in the hospital. What, what was the things that was in your mind or or what did you do to kind of cope yeah. with the daily life? Positivity only. That's it.
2: See, sometimes in life, we we get to a point where things may happen, challenges arise, adversity hits, and then your average human being gets really, really emotional, right? And as they get emotional, they'll sit here and, and, um, and, and they just go into this mode where they can't control that emotion.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: for me and my family, it was all about staying positive, like no matter what. like I don't care if you are a nurse, a doctor, a tech, a janitor. It didn't matter who you were. If you were to come into the vicinity of our room, you had to have a positive mindset because we're talking about my son's life right now, right? Mm-hmm. So we're not talking about your issues or whatever and what you got going on at home. We're not talking about your issues at work. We're talking about when you enter this room, right? This room right here, like mm-hmm. it had to be positive no matter what. That started with us setting the atmosphere mentally first. See, you know, 70% of illnesses start within the mind. So if they start within the mind, we can end them in the mind, right? Mm. So I I knew I I pulled myself out of time. And when I say I pulled myself out of time, that meant I went to go, you know, speak to God for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Because God lives on the outside of time because he created the time. You feel me? So therefore, I had to remove myself from my family just for a second so I can get right because I'm the quarterback for my family. I'm the leader for my family. I had to scan the defense and talk to my coach and be like, look, what play do you want me to run? I go into the hospital room. We circle around my son. He said, pray around Christian and set the atmosphere. It was the first thing that we did was setting that atmosphere. When we set that atmosphere, it was every single day we had to make sure that that atmosphere was set. And if negativity tried to enter, we knew exactly how to attack it and block it.
1: Wow, that's so deep, man. Like, you're yeah. talking about manifesting things into reality. you starting off by setting the tone when you change that atmosphere. Yeah. You know, um, that, that's a huge step. So, after setting the, the atmosphere, what was the next step?
2: After the atmosphere was set, it was all about uh, what I like to call the pillars of strength. See, uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with, with, with Samson in the Bible. Samson oh, yeah. was uh, he was, you know, the strongest man to ever live, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, when Samson died, there were these these two pillars that he was in between. After they beat him up, gouged his eyes out or whatever, he gave his strength up to Delilah, you know, mm-hmm. and he lost his strength. Um, he asked God, God, if you, if you give me your strength, you know, one more time, just so that I can, you know, defeat the Philistines. He ended up killing a thousand Philistines just in one day, mm-hmm. right? And what he did was he pushed out the pillars. And when he pushed out the pillars, right, the whole city collapsed. And when that whole city collapsed, all the negativity that was around them, they were mocking them, calling them this, telling them that, mm-hmm. right? All that stuff is the negative that's on the outside of the pillars. On the inside, you got the positive. you got the positive. You got you got uh, focusing on what is positive, what is, you know, uh, 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 the things that we should be going after. We're talking about purpose at this point now, right? Yeah. So I had to know like, all right, I gotta dish- I gotta remove any type of negativity. I give you an example. There was a doctor, um, who was the head oncologist for, you know, the hospital that we were at, right, comes in a room, this is maybe around Christian's fourth round of chemo, right, comes in the room, he says, um, I, I say, Doc, I say, you think you can give my son an x-ray just to cancel out pneumonia because he's got this crazy cough? And as a parent and anybody that's listening that that you understand that you got children, you know that you're, your 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 children, you know them, right? You know if they got a cough, you know if they if they're sick, you know, you know that something is wrong. I knew and me and my wife knew we knew that something was wrong. Doctor goes, I'm not gonna give him an x-ray because he doesn't have the symptoms. Not knowing that the year prior Christian had pneumonia. So we just wanted mm-hmm. to cancel it out because we knew he didn't know that though. Yeah. So I said, Doc, I said, Do you just go ahead and just give him an x ray just so you know, uh give us peace of mind, make sure that he's good? He said, No. He doesn't need it. This doctor told me three times that he wasn't going to give my son an x-ray.
1: Wow. Right?
2: Now, at the same time, my son also had a Broviac in his chest. The Broviac, right, had a needle the size of my finger that went right into his heart. My son had to live with that the entire time that he was fighting cancer, right? Mm. Now, with that, there was two tubes hanging out, one to draw the blood from and one to pump the, pump the chemo through, right? So, with that being said, my wife was upset. I was upset. I said, you know what? Something's got to be done. Remember what I said? We got to remove negativity, right?
1: Yeah.
2: I go to the doctor after he left the room, right? And, I well, at first, my wife said, is there anybody higher that we can speak to? He said, well, I'm the head oncologist. You know, some people
1: like the stroke or whatever. Like, they Mm -hmm. think. oh, you you top dog, right? You the top dog. Yeah, (laughs) Like, like nobody else in the hospital higher than you. I got you.
2: Right, 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 right. So you you basically saying that you're the head on college. Well, I'm saying I'm the head over my son, period, right? So I I I, I go find the dude, walk up to him, man to man, me and him in the hallway. Nobody else is around. We don't need a big show, right? I said, sir, I said, you see my wife down there? Right now, she's unhappy. If she's unhappy, I'm unhappy. I'm the leader of my family. And I'm stepping to you like this for a reason. I don't know about you, Doc. I don't know about you, but I gotta stay here 24-7. You get to go home to your nice house. I got to stay here 24-7. You get to leave here at five o'clock in your nice car. I got I you I said I stay here 24-7. And you, you sir, you get to leave without any type of worries. You come back in the morning, like whatever. Right? While my kids are over, you know, over the bridge sleeping on the air matches, three of them on the air matches at the grandma's house for the entire summer. It's not the way we went to spend our summer, Doc. So I'm asking you. Right. One more time. Give my son the x-ray. What is it to you just to give us some sort of peace of mind, just to make sure that he's okay? I just want to cancel it out. That's all I want. So he goes, he says, you know what? Right. I'll give you the x-ray. First of all, I shouldn't have to go there. Right. I shouldn't I shouldn't have to turn up on you like that in order to give my son the x-ray. It should be of a first instinct. Yo, give the man what he wants, right? Not, Don't don't try to play me like I don't know what I'm talking about. Don't it should try be his, his first instinct to, to help.
1: help. It should right. be his first instinct to help. Like, right. I want to I wanna help you. Exactly. So
2: what happened was they got him the x-ray, and my son didn't have pneumonia. But you know what happened, bro? The needle that was in my son's heart was coming out, and he started to develop a keloid. Now, had I not fought for my son, That could have gotten infected and set us back even further, right? When you get in chemotherapy, they wipe your entire immune system out. So if you ain't got no immune system to fight any any type of germs or anything like that, then you end up, you know, going backwards even more. Mm. So for anybody that's listening right now, listen, yo, if you know deep down in your heart and in your spirit that you got to fight for something, start fighting. Don't sit there and take no for an answer. If you know, if you know for sure without a shadow of a doubt that this is what you're supposed to do, you got to move forward. You got to press forward. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, my son was sick, but my mouth ain't broke. You yeah. know what I'm saying? My mouth wasn't broke. So therefore, I had to push forward and give him that. And that doctor, we removed him from the from the team. I said, he's not allowed to see my son. I don't care what title he got. He's not allowed to see my son. See, a lot of people in life, bro, they'll sit there and they'll they'll uh, allow people to to continue to come into their life and come into their life and in in and, and pour negativity on them right yeah. and, and then you wonder why you're being held back you wonder why you're not trying you not getting to that next level because you're not saying no to certain things it's not you being ignorant it's you being truthful
1: yeah so that's what it is that's an amazing story man like I can imagine the kind of obstacles that was in your way throughout the whole process yeah so, so now let's fast forward more on the positive side towards you getting that good news that your son is good to go to go home and you starting to dance in the hospital room. Kind of expressed a little bit of the emotions that was going through your veins at that time. Oh, man, it was
2: amazing because we we, we made it through. I mean, during that whole process, we danced with him every single day. I mean, they said that my son was going to be in there over 300 days and we cut it in half in 149 days and he ain't cancer free. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, within that process, we we got the opportunity to bless a lot of people, encourage a lot of people, motivate a lot of people. I mean, from Sierra to Steve Harvey to Janet Jackson to all these different stars, Common, Russell Wilson, all these different people, um, you know, that started spreading our story to, to millions of, across the world. It, it's truly an honor and a blessing to, to, um, to, to be a part of that. But most of all, you know, seeing my son, like, you know, beat cancer, like and take it like a chant and yeah. every day getting like it's super inspiring. Like at the time he was only fourteen months old. So mm-hmm. seeing him every day, you know, not like complain and not like, you know, show any type of worry, but show all all strength, no fear, mm-hmm. you know, in what was happening. It goes to show that even babies we can learn something from. Even the little people we can learn something from, you know, like we can we can learn something from them and
1: just because we're we're older doesn't mean that we we can't learn from from others that was one of the things i was about to add i was like it seemed like you just learned so many different lessons in that one situation in your life you know what i'm saying and and, you know i could just learn from you as you're speaking you know everything that you're saying makes so much sense about the whole situation so now let's talk about you know the shifting the mindset you know yeah, yeah, yeah. what? What did that whole idea come from after everything was taken care of? Yo, shifting the mindset. Uh, well, first, uh,
2: what happened was after Christian um, was was cancer free, we still had some battles to climb. Mm-hmm. So we lost sixty five percent of our income when we were when we were fighting cancer. Um, most families, one in four families, actually lose about forty percent or more of their income. We lost sixty five. Uh, we were, our house was up for sale for 18 months after Christian defeated cancer. Um, and we, it was a uh, uphill battle. I actually had to close my dance studio officially and shut it all the way down. Um, because it was just the best decision for my family. I could have continued to fight for it, but financially it wasn't going to make sense for us to continue to go paying the rent there and, and the, uh, the rent at home. So I, I started to take students, um, you know, at my house. And I'm training one of my students, his name is Vinny. And uh, Vinny is, is uh, being hard on himself during this time. I'm like, Vinny, listen, man, you got you to gotta relax. When mm-hmm. we change the mind, we change the game. And when I said that, I was like, oh, hold up, Vinny. <laughs> like, wait, let me yeah. say that again. I said, what? When we change the mind, we change the game. And when he heard that, he started to take it to another level. But then I wrote that down, and I was like, that's it. People need to understand, when we change the mind, we change the game. The very next year, which was 2020, right, Mm -hmm. the shifting aspect of things came about through COVID-19. So when that happened, I said, yo, there's a shift that's happening in the world right now, right? Mm -hmm. It's time for us to become shift makers. You know what I'm saying? And when I say shift makers, we need to be shifting in our relationships, shifting in our faith, shifting in our businesses, shifting in, 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 our, in our purpose, shifting in what it is that we need to be doing, you know, forward um, in, in the world. So, so with that being said, uh, the shift makers w- was born, you know, just from step number one, when we change the mind, we change the game, it all starts here first. And it's yeah. shifting that atmosphere, shifting, you know, if you're going through domestic violence, if you're going through cancer, if you're going through whatever it is, mentally first, this is the most powerful organ we got. So we got to continue to use it. and We can't allow society or our environment, you know, control or dictate, you know, what it is, what the outcome is, is set to be. And when we, when we understand that victory is on the other side and all we got to do is just go through, right? Then mm-hmm. things will become a lot easier, right? Easier said than done, but I'm talking about the anxiety, the the stress, the depression. Those things tend to calm down when we set ourselves up in in the in the right aspect. So yeah, so shifting, you know, the shift, the shift movement, and the shift makers um, that starts to come about. And now we're we're reaching thousands of people across the world every day.
1: That's amazing, brother. Um, I got a quote from you, and I want you to kind of explain. A little yeah. bit to the listeners what it means. Um, it says shifting. It requires a great amount of self discipline yeah. to change your circumstances for yourself. Yeah. Nothing changes if you can't put yourself under submission. Go ahead yeah. and explain that for me. What do you mean by that? It's all about it's all about self discipline, right?
2: We talk about self love. We talk about um, doing things for ourselves. We talk about you know a lot of things that may seem selfish. But what about self discipline? Right, see, many times in life, people they want this and they want that, and they want to get to this level, and they want to get to that level, but you're not willing to put in the actual discipline that it takes in order to get there. Right mm-hmm. now, when we talk about self discipline, we're talking about two things we're talking about experience, and then we're talking about learning. Right, mm-hmm. so when we talk about discipline, we're talking about experience, we're talking about learning. Okay, so Experience. If you take experience, you can learn from the actual experience, or you can actually learn and never actually have to experience what may be bad, right? Mm-hmm. And because you learned early what not to do, you you don't have to experience that, or you experience it and you learn from it, so that when it comes about again, you know how to handle it. Now, the flip side to that is that there are people in life, bro, that uh, experience and don't learn a thing, right? They they go through it, and they learn nothing, yo. They learn Mm -hmm. nothing. So if you experience the negativity, you can still reign. But if you receive negativity, then you can't reign because you're receiving this negativity coming into your body, coming into your spirit. Mm -hmm. But if you experience it, then you can still reign. I tell people all the time, listen, training for raining. We're training for raining. So basically when you experience it, that means you see it, you don't receive it, and you put it in its rightful place. It's like cleaning up. The room. I like that.
1: I like you that. You know what I'm saying? I like it, yeah. You see
2: it, you see it, you don't you experience it, you don't take it in, you just grab that thing, you put it in its rightful place. Right? Yeah, you so it So that's that's what it is. Yeah. That's what it is. And that's what I mean. You got to have that self-discipline, though. And if you don't, then it's self-sabotage.
1: Yeah, that reminds me of my mentor back when I was in middle school. He said uh, the difference between a smart person and a wise person is a smart person learns from his own mistakes, but a wise person learns from the mistakes of others.
0: So you have
1: to make those mistakes. Amen. Said, and that's how you get ahead. You know, that was one of the things that I learned back when I was in middle school and I apply that to my everyday life. Yeah, and That's why, you know, the situation I've been in has always helped me out tremendously. You know? Right. Uh, so those are some dope words of wisdom you just shared with us. Uh, really, I just want to say I appreciate that, for real. Yeah, for sure. sure. So April 15th, that's going to be a yes, big sir. day for you. Yes, April sir. 15th, he got a book coming out, y'all. Go ahead and talk yes, about the book. Listen, remove yourself to improve yourself
2: discovering the greatness within. Remove yourself to improve yourself. So this book right here is, is going to um, shed light on a lot of things. It's going to be personal. It's going to be professional. It's going to be emotional, right? It's going to be everything wrapped up into one. And when I say remove yourself to improve yourself, what I mean is, is that a lot of times in life we get to a point where people – Uh, cause distractions, right? You know, how many times you ever got some bro? How many times you ever have somebody that tried to pull you down, right? And you stuck around a little bit too long? Oh, it's happened, it's happened, right? You stuck around a little bit too long because you stuck around too long, you wasn't improving at all, right? So, when I say remove yourself from the situation, because guess what, yo. When you blowing up on iHeartRadio, you know what I'm saying, and, and Spotify and all these other platforms, you know, this people, whatever that may be in your life, that's like trying to linger around, hang around and stuff like that, right? But then it's it may hold you back. So the only way to improve yourself is if you remove yourself from the situation because they may not remove themselves for you, but they continue to sit there and pour gasoline and more gasoline and more gasoline, right? Trying to drown you or whatever in the nonsense. So when I say remove yourself to improve yourself, what I mean is, is really remove yourself from any type of distraction, any type of person, anything that's going to hold you down from uh, excelling to the next level. It's about having the right structure. Right in the right discipline. So I'm gonna give you all this. This is what I tell people all the time. Some mental buttons, and this will be in the book, but this is a freebie, right? Mm. There's three three mental buttons that I tell people, right, for the guys, right, for the for the guys. This is the uh, the the I call it the the PMG button, PMG, which is the peace, my guy, button, right? Dudes ain't banging with you. Mm-hmm. They, they they not they not rocking with you. Like yo, peace, my guy, right? It's peace. it's a listen. I, I'm good. You good? You got it. You got it, and then you flow, right? For the ladies, it's the BG slash BF button. BG slash BF button. That's the buy girl, buy Felicia button, right? You gotta have that. You gotta have that on on tap all the time, right? Yeah. And this one is general for everybody, which is the CTD button. That's the chuck the deuces on it. Like we got to go, all right? We yeah. gotta go. So the, you're gonna learn steps on how to really improve your mindset right you're going to learn more about me how i improved my faith where i was at with my faith uh how i went from you know not being in in the uh in the church for years uh cuz i grew up in church and then i came out of the church when i was like 20 years old wasn't in there throughout my entire 20s until i got to 30 when my house burned down right my house burned down you yo, i'm going to talk about that i'm going to talk about my uh my ex-wife Um, In the the drama that went into that And how I had to remove myself from that situation With the battles with Christian Every lesson that I learned From this situation And how it improved me Into the person that I am today
1: Man, if y'all ain't ready to go buy that book You can pre-order it right now I'm telling you Because I'm ready to have it right now That sounds like an amazing book Um, Everything that you put into it it Seems like you really put your heart in that Yeah, uh, yeah It's going to be some personal
2: memoirs in there um, I, I wrote in in the book, you'll see, I wrote 36 letters to God. Mm-hmm. So my 36 letters to God, it was me being super open, super transparent and all these letters were written in 2020. So yeah. I wrote, 30, I wrote 30, I'm 36 years old now, so I wrote 36 letters to God, you know, and those 36 letters represent every year that I've been born. You know, even though it, it wasn't like, you know, start to finish, it just the number represents that. But, um, uh, Right now, I'll be 37, actually, on, on uh, April 15th. So, I'll be, when, when the book releases or whatever, it's my birthday. So, you know, that'd be a good birthday
1: gift, y'all. Absolutely. Go ahead and grab that. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, um, you said you was in church all the way up to, your, you was in your 20s, and then you stopped. And then all the way for 10 years to your 30s, now you're back in church. So, yeah. um, let's talk about, what was your, your relationship like with God? Like, how has he played a role in your whole entire life? It's major. You ever heard of the story of the uh,
2: prodigal son? Yeah. I feel like I I represent the son in a lot of ways, you know, because, um, like I said, I grew up in church um, from a young pup until I was like 19, 20. Um, And then when I when I got my ex-wife, that's when I stopped going to church. The only time I went to church was when we got married. And it wasn't even a church. It was like my uncle who who was a reverend, you know, um, you know, rest in peace, Uncle James, he was the one that actually married us. And um and then from there, it was I would probably go, you know, Easter, Christmas, like everybody else. But I had this uh what you call a church hurt, you know, like it was a lot of times where people, they would um you didn't know what what their intent was you know, when it came to to, to church and stuff like that. So throughout my 20s, I was just doing me. And I felt like I could do it on my own. I felt like I could do, you know, whatever it is. I didn't really need God like that. I never really left God fully. Like, Mm -hmm. I still prayed and stuff like that. Like, I felt like I didn't need to be in church. I felt like I didn't need to worship. I felt like I didn't need to be in fellowship. That's what I mean when I left. I didn't necessarily leave God all the way because I still prayed and I was still a believer. But I felt at the time I wasn't in my Bible like I was supposed to be unless something went wrong. And that's that right there is the problem. You know, my relationship with God wasn't what it should have been. Right. I was more so operating in a religious spirit and I wasn't supposed to be, I was supposed to be operating in a, in a, with the relationship and building a relationship with God. And a lot of people, they, 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 it's more about religion than the actual relationship. So when I turned 30, um, things changed when my house burnt down, things changed, you know? So my, my, my wife, uh, and, and I, we actually, uh, got together and, um, you know, we found the church, Pastor Edgar, and his birthday is today, who's my mentor as well, too. So for the last seven years, um, I've been in this church, at high place church right here in New Jersey. And this man is a is a is is an anointed man of God. I mean, he didn't grow up in church either, right? He didn't grow up in church or nothing like that. But God came and got him when he was like 24, 25 years old. And he's been preaching the word of God, you know, ever since. And, and this dude came from the streets of Brooklyn, came from bad neighborhood, came from that type of life. And the realness that he preaches on, you know, is amazing. And not only that, is he teaches the Bible. He doesn't just preach, but he teaches and he breaks it down so that we can actually understand what is God trying to tell us? What is Jesus really saying? So yeah. it, it, it was important to me to find a church home that I, I know that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grow. And I'm not going to stay stagnant. And I'm not just coming here just to come here. Like, I'm coming here because I want to grow and I want to learn. And I'm hungry for the word.
1: Absolutely, man. Wow. I'm trying to tell you, this has been a good conversation with you, my brother. Yes, sir. I, I, I enjoy, I'm enjoying every moment of it. Um, for sure. So let, let's talk about a little bit about what you feel your calling is for being yeah. here right now. What, 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 deep down inside, what do you feel is your calling? Um, To help
2: shift as many lives as possible. And speak life into people. You know, for years I thought that I was supposed to be uh, a dancer dancing with Chris Brown or Neo or, you know, Bruno Mars or somebody like that. And I was supposed to be on all these stages and everything, right? Mm-hmm. And God was like, nah, why dance for 10, 20,000 people in the stadium when I can have you speak to millions across the world?
1: Mm-hmm. And I like, wow. That was deep. That's deep. Yeah,
2: right? Yeah. Like why be secluded being you know dancing and dancing and dancing but can't nobody hear me speak they didn't come they didn't come to hear what I had to say they came to hear music right yeah. they came yeah. to be entertained I'm not here to entertain anybody right i'm here I'm here to speak life because at the end of the day it's about kingdom purpose period everything I do is about kingdom purpose you Absolutely. know what i'm saying and if and if you if it's gonna apply to you then I ain't talking to you you know what I'm saying so it it it's it's all about the kingdom purpose. And I felt like when it came to my calling, right, this is where I always give this example and it's about cleaning your room. Bro, I had to I had to clean my room, man. I had a dirty room. When my when I say my room was dirty, it was dirty. And when I'm talking about I'm talking about my mindset.
1: Yeah. I'm
2: talking about this right here. Because for real, for real, I needed a real brainwash. Many people in life will sit there and be like, yo, um, You know, he brainwashed this and he brainwashed that and blah, 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 blah. Well, you know what? I am brainwashed. Wash my brain because it was dirty all the way up in here all the time. I get the terminology, but let's flip the script for a second. Some people actually really need their brain washed. need your brain clean. At the end of the day, you can't step into the Father's house with dirty feet. That's why Jesus went ahead and washed his disciples' feet. Peter was the only one to sit there and say, why are you washing my feet? No, don't wash my feet, God. Don't wash my feet, Jesus. You can't wash my feet. Why? Because he saw him on a kingship level. But guess what? Every king saw serves his people. Every king washes their feet. Why? Because when you walk into the the temple, when you walk into God's house, you got to be clean because during this walking around in this world, your feet get dirty and it picks up dust along the way. So you can't come in here with the dirt of the world into the kingdom. So so what I'm saying is is that I'm here to serve people. I'm here to serve as, as many people as possible and, and, and help them get to that next level and help them find their purpose. Cleaning that room, finding that toy, your favorite toy. Back in the day, we used to sit there and be like, yo, mom, I can't find my favorite toy. Nowadays, kids are probably like, mom, I can't find my AirPods, right? Yeah. can't find my <laughs> AirPods. Where my AirPods at? Well, you know what? If you clean your room, then you'll find it, right? If you wow. clean your room, then you'll find it, right? If you pick up those dirty clothes, those dirty clothes is the negativity. The things that you don't want to play with, the things that 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 are holding you down, that's keeping your room dirty and clogged up. When you put things in their rightful place and put them in their rightful position, right? Things actually change in your life. And when you walk into a clean space, a clean room, there's purpose right there, right? There's purpose right there. So once we clean all out, clean the mess out, right? You're gonna see exactly what you need to what you need to grab and hold on to, so that you can fulfill your purpose in life
1: man oh man y'all go get that book now <laughs> go get it i'm trying to tell you it's so much power in the things that he's just shared with us today on this interview man i, I gotta sure. say I, I really am like looking forward to reading your book right now i'm telling you sure. and, and i really do appreciate your time for coming through i'm gonna I'm go ahead and listen to this interview about three four times myself y'all so, up. <laughs> I, I definitely appreciate you for being here. Uh, any last words you want to leave for the people? Listen, everyone, um, always remember, you know, that yesterday
2: is gone. Tomorrow will worry about itself. Today is all we got. You know, one of my favorite speakers, his name is Les Brown, and he said something very, very powerful that I always say and I always use. He said there's 1,440 minutes in a day. That means we got 1,440 opportunities to be successful, right? And we got to learn how to take that to the next level. I get it. Life is hard. I get it. Nothing is easy, but nobody ever said that it was going to be easy. But understand this, every single person in this world, the average person, the average human being gets 23,000 breaths just in one day, right? 23,000 breaths just in one day. So when we look at that, Take 23,000 and multiply it by how many days that you actually been living and that's how many blessings that you have actually been getting from God just in one area of your life. We're not talking about you walking. We're not talking about you speaking. We're not talking about you eating. We're not talking about, you know, you seeing or hearing or feeling or anything like that. We're talking about the breath a life that's already inside you. You get at least on bare minimum 23,000 breaths every single day that you're alive. So when I hear, I can't wait for this year to be over. Oh, oh, forget 2020 and da-da-da-da-da and all this. Listen, that's a lack of gratitude because guess what? The same breath that you're cursing with is the same breath that you're blessed with. So we got to be careful on how we move in this world, right? Moving forward. Like, dang, yo, the, this is not my breath that I'm breathing. No, that's God's breath that's breathing right into you, right? Somebody gave you life. Somebody gave you breath. You didn't decide how you was going to look. You didn't decide your family. You didn't decide that, that you were going to uh, be born in, in, in Florida or born in New Jersey or none of that, right? It was the creator, the most high at the end of the day. So we got to understand honor and understand the respect. And when I say every breath is a blessing, I mean that wholeheartedly. Every breath is a blessing. Yesterday is gone. Tomorrow will worry about itself. And today is all we got. And if today is all we got, impact today the best way we know how. Yes, plan for tomorrow. But focus on today so that you can impact tomorrow.
1: Wow. He hit us with another one, y'all. He hit us (laughs) with another one. God bless you, man. I do appreciate you you coming through. I know i just said it like three times already, but I'm grateful for this conversation right here, man. Amen, Um, man. uh, tell, Tell them real quick where they can find your book at. Listen, you guys can go to Amazon right now. The link is in the bio. The link is in
2: the bio. You can find me on Amazon.
1: Hey, everybody. It's your boy, KingLegend757. I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to this interview. If you're interested in hearing more interviews or conversations just like this, do me a favor. Follow the podcast on iHeartRadio or any other platform you may be listening in on. Also do us another favor and go ahead and tap in on Instagram and hit KingLegend757 in your search bar. So that way you can catch these interviews while we do them live with a live audience being you. So I appreciate you again for tapping into the interview and may God bless you and have a great 2021.